Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. How you doing today, Mike? It's just you and I today. Yeah, I'm running the duo today. I'm doing good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Another uh, very sunny day in Portland, Oregon, which is enjoyable and creepy, but... <laughs> I guess you don't get those too often, huh? Not this time of the year. I should be wearing Nike Shield shoes. That's a tongue twister. Nike Shield shoes. Say five times fast, guys. But I'm now caught up. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I get to wear the collection when it's sunny. So it's a good thing. Well, see, there you go. See, our weather can't make its mind up. It was, uh, let's see, earlier this week, it was a good 70, 80 degrees. Then it rained. It was dreary for two days and gray. Uh, then this morning I woke up, it was 33 degrees. And oh, wow. the day ended at 65. So I just kind of don't know what to even do. <laughs> Houston sounds like James Harden's shooting splits. I mean, it makes sense that he's here. <laughs> some, some hours or days are good. Some hours or days are bad. But um, it really does kind of affect your footwear choices if it's 32 degrees out. You don't want to go out and fly nets. Your feet are going to freeze. Exactly, uh, man. So what have you been rocking the past couple of days then? And what's kind of on yeah. your radar? Man, right now, I mean, y'all are going to get sick of hearing me say it, but I've, I've been mostly still wearing my all-star game, LeBron 7s. I mean, when I told you guys this was a grail of mine, I wasn't joking. And it wasn't a grail I'm going to sit there and just look at, but I'm going to sit there and look at it and wear it all the time. But uh, I actually switched up into uh, later, you know, I switched into my – uh, they don't have a like a cool like name to it, but it was the the mint and red SB Dunk Pro Low. Start put those on, and um, on my radar radar right now, man. I think it's more like just a couple things I'm trying to get my hands on, and I think I probably said the same thing again. But the uh, that BBC Zig Tech Connecticut or Zig Connecticut. Uh, it's a pretty cool looking shoe. I've been like really looking at it. I actually held a pair of just a different colorway uh, at a champs and actually a really cool and decently made shoe. So I really want to get my hands on it in, in that colorway. Um, and then of course I'm still, you know, tossing and tugging warm with myself. I'm spending 200 bucks plus on a uh, pair of plum dunks. So uh, that's my issues right now. What about you, bud? <laughs> Those are good issues. And I'm, I'm really happy you're wearing the LeBron sevens a lot because you did say they were a grail and it doesn't matter if it's an off white grail or if it's, 
like a Jordan five Toro, like, or it could be a LeBron seven all-star. Like if you get what you've always wanted, isn't it kind of stupid to not wear it? Exactly. I'm going to wear these as much as I can. And probably cause I just keep seeing prices drop on the other colorways. There just might be a collection of LeBron seven sitting in my office. Eventually. I've only worn my all-stars one time, but I've, I've very much enjoyed it. I am. Yeah. They're, they're a good wear. Um, my rocking has been kind of all over the place. I got the John Elliott all white Air Force Ones. Ooh. Those will probably get worn tomorrow if it's sunny still. Um, Jock Slade and uh, Mitch Jacobs, amongst other people, have been singing that shoot's praise for a long time. So I finally just scooped it up. But um, I wore my LeBron threes a lot the past couple. I haven't been on the podcast in, in an episode, so I wore. Like my Air Max 90s phase has not ended yet. I wear those a lot. Um, to the gym, I just wore the like a OG pair of Flyknit Lunar One trainers, whatever. There's so many adjectives. That's <laughs> still a solid shoe. I remember getting those before the retro. I think I got them for like 55 bucks on eBay from somebody who did not know what they were. Nice. Um, so, yes, yeah, a lot of LeBrons, a lot of Air Max 90s, and then. The occasional flyknits but uh radar wise i'm just really itching for some kobe fives to come out like i don't care man and, and it, it sucks because the itch is really bad due to the fact that i have been laying off kobe listings normally i'm hunting those things down like on the hourly i'm looking at some kind of kobe shoe on a secondary market now i know it's all kind of gone to crap so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm deprived so now I'm just like Nike, do something like drop something, please. I need I, I need need my Kobe fix. Um, so I'm yeah. kind of waiting for more of those to drop. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Those things. Uh, if that one pair I've been talking about drops, that AD War an All Star game, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna try. I mean, as best as I can. I'm just hoping that they're. I'm hoping that they're old enough so they can mass produce them. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but I kind of hope it is that way. It's one of those sneakers that uh, anybody who wants them can actually have a, a fighting chance to, to get them. I mean, speaking of Anthony Davis, he's been keeping a hefty fleet of Kobe 4s and Kobe 5s um, his entire time as a Laker, so the whole season. And I mm-hmm. just love seeing somebody there to keep – that lineage going because he could be wearing like he used to wear like the air max audacity and like uh foam pot and uh, hyperposits chunky boys that's what he used to wear <laughs> yeah air force max is like the new air force max like mm-hmm. really big clunky shoes but in all you know in all reality he's not a big clunky player he doesn't need to have a big pair of shoes like that so seeing him wear kobe's and their kobe's and laker colors I've really put a, a smile on my face because it's very easy to go get a pair of PEs or, you know, something crazy out the, you know, out the back of the closet, so to speak, and have like a crazy colored pair of Kobe's. But like you said, he's been wearing, he wore a pair of the all-star game or Laker colors and just about every single home and away game. He's wearing something you know, Laker-ish. 
Yeah, and while we're giving AD his props and those, I gotta also shout out Dwight Howard because he's been pulling out the Kobe's, GRs, hard to find, like anything he can get his hands on looks like, and he's been pretty consistent in wearing them for most games. So shout out to him and uh, representing the, the the squad. That's a really good point because it looks like he's wearing anything he could get. Mm-hmm. He's not the most. He's not the richest NBA player. He doesn't have the biggest contract anymore, but still has NBA money. I'm kind of thinking, like, why, why don't you go have somebody, like, make you a pair of customs or, um, you know, hit a Nike rep up. There's got to be something laying around. Uh, and he's just coming through with, like, the most general releases. And, it, and it's dope. Yeah. I think he's a free agent, sneaker-wise, if I'm not mistaken. He is. He wore peak for a little bit after his mm-hmm. Dwight um adidas line kind of fizzled out mm-hmm. and then now he's just kind of rocking whatever and it's not laker related but demar Derozan a week or two ago said he will never play basketball and anything other than a pair of kobe's ever again so respect compton's finest and that yeah. just shows i mean i'm sure a lot of people watched kobe's memorial service on monday and yeah. Like the entire basketball world, old and young, male and female, was present. And you got to really see all of the different athletes, whether it was like a really close, intimate relationship with Kobe or just a respect and admiration for him, show up. And a lot of those players, James Harden, I don't think I've ever seen Steph Curry in a pair of Kobe's, but at some point in their careers, I see them in a pair of Kobe's or, you know, their games reminiscent of him. And it's just, it was really, really good to see um, just the influence he obviously had, but just that people are sticking with the shoes, have messed with the shoes for a long time. And it's just, it's one of many facets to Kobe's life and legacy that will just never go away. Someone's always going to be hooping in a pair of Kobe's until there's no more basketballs on earth. Yep. I think it probably has to be still the probably the top worn basketball shoe by NBA players. Every team, there's multiple people wearing Kobe's and not just any specific model. You have people wearing the new ones that are just like super techie. You have people still breaking out, you know, OG like Kobe threes. I mean, shout out PJ Tucker. So, I mean, it's really cool. Again, that memorial service, not going to lie. It was pretty tough to watch my desk without one just ball like a baby um, and this was at work around people. So, I mean, it's just good. I'm glad that people are getting that, uh, kind of getting that final closure. I'm glad it was a celebration of, uh, you know, their lives and, uh, you know, got a couple, couple well-needed laughs out of there from Shaq, uh, MJ, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, like, and Dinah Taurasi, like some, like some good, some good stories out of them. It wasn't just a, you know, a, not necessarily just a sad occasion, but of course it was sad and somber, but they brought light to a lot of, you know, good things and super happy that we got to, got to have that. And they, I'm happy that, you know, you know, Vanessa Bryant and the Bryant family, you know, was able to, and, and wanted to share that, you know, couple hours with us as fans. It was the closure I really needed or yeah. I'm not closed with it yet, but I mean, it, it was really, really helped me. Um, I've been saying I'm going to write something about Kobe. I'm going to do something about Kobe. And I just don't have the heart to do it yet. I haven't worn a pair of Kobe shoes 
since he passed. I, I can't put him on. Um, but the laughs and the atmosphere and Jimmy Kimmel, man, Jimmy Kimmel was a great, I want to say moderator or host. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah. Master of ceremonies. ceremonies. He, he was great. And Mm. everybody was great. Like the Diana Taurasi one really stuck with me, but MJ, man, like, you know, MJ doesn't speak on shit. Like the world could be burning down and he, you won't hear a quote from Michael Jordan to have him go out there. And I never knew of the little brother, big brother relationship between them. I never knew they were that close. Um, Weird aside, like Kareem and Wilt, they were in that same kind of boat for a while. Then they had a huge falling out. I didn't know if they ever had something like that. I didn't know they were that close. MJ there. That was a moment. I will, I'll never forget MJ's speech there. And it made me think of all the photos of Kobe early in his career with the, you know, the bull shirt shooting shirt on or the MJ jersey <laughs> on and all the, you know, obviously he loved wearing Jordans. He wore them multiple times on and off the court. But, um, to see that it was, it was bigger than shoes. It was bigger than basketball and it was bigger than basketball for almost, well, for every person speaking at his, at his ceremony, celebration of life, everybody touched on basketball, but it just really showed, is how important Kobe was to a lot of people professionally, personally, indirectly, like you and I and many others. Yeah. It's just like, man, give us more. Yeah. It's weird, but give us more shoes because I really need. Yeah. <laughs> no, I seriously, I don't mean it like when I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because I don't mean it like a selfish, ooh, I just want more shoes. I know I just really want to keep like Kobe's were. Uh, um, probably when I got older, this was like, you know, high school, college, it's probably one of the shoes I really started collecting first because they were at a price point that was easier for me to get opposed to Jordan retros. So Kobe's were really the first ones when I started making my own money, like in college, like before graduation, I started buying Kobe's more, um, because they were, they were easier to get. I mean, people, yes, they clamor for certain colorways, but when I worked at champs and we, you know, we had the Foot Locker discount because they're all, you know, they're all one company, and I would my half off whenever the you know employee appreciation appreciation time would come once, uh, was it once a quarter? Dude, I'm walking over to Foot Locker where the basketball shoes are, and I'm copping a Kobe. It was easy. Like there wasn't there was no ifs ands or buts about it. It was it was a like what color Kobe's you guys got? Cool, give me a ten. I'm out. And it's one of those things. I want to continue to be able to collect them. I want to be able to have some pairs like in good condition that where I can you know, pass them down to my kid when he gets to that shoe size where he's like, he can have, a, he can have appreciation because I want to be able to, you know, show a clip to Kobe. Hey, this is like, you know, your dad's favorite player or one of your dad's favorite players growing up and like here to shoot the match and like so on, just have a whole story to tell. So I hope Nike is doing what we all hope they are and releasing the shoes and not trying to, you know, just make a spectacle of it by making, you know, oh, this is limited to like X amount of pairs. Just cool. I mean, they're always going to be those pairs. Like if they ever re-release the Grinch 6, I don't expect them to be readily available. But for these colors that are coming out, I said, make it, hey, let let the people, 
who you know are going to buy them, buy them. Keep the keep the resale value low. That way, hey, if someone wants to throw them on StockX, I'm still going to get them for maybe ten bucks over retail. You're so right because there was a huge point, probably from like 2008 to a month ago, where you could find mm-hmm. Kobe's for so cheap and. I guess um, FOMO, fear of missing out, has kicked in because now I'm like, man, there's so many I could have bought for you know as low as like 35 bucks. Yeah, I'm like with you. So, Carpe Diem fours, I, I I didn't buy them because they were sitting like, oh cool, they're going on sale, they're going on sale. Which they started to, they were harder to find just sitting in stores. But if you found like the right, I knew kind of the stores they were sitting at, like different areas. I didn't really buy basketball shoes and found them for a uh, decent price online, get it, literally getting ready to pull a trigger. And, you know, the unthinkable happened and people lost their collective behaviors and minds. Yeah, it's um, literally you you uh, you sleep and you miss out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like anything. This one just this one just harder because it just, you know, we didn't just oh miss a shoe, but we, we lost a whole person. We lost people. And that is what caused this shoe to be lost. So, no, I just want to keep them in the collection. Like I've literally, like I made sure that my Kobe fours, my uh, Kobe eights are nicely put away. I'm still wearing them, but just making sure it's like take extra special care of them where they don't fall apart. I need to go get a process of fixing my Kobe sixes because um, the heel clip started to separate from them. I mean, they're ten years old. So, I mean, it's going to happen, but I don't want them to go just yet. One more year, one more day. Um, I mean, so this is all leading up to those Anthony Davis, Kobe fives. Mm -hmm. I'll call them that. They're calling it Lakers, but the same thing. Um, (laughs) All the headlines have been that they may hit stores next month. It's not confirmed yet by Nike. But uh, word on the street is various retailers are going to release them on March 26th. Mm-hmm. And they're just the quintessential Kobe 5 in my book because it has that really nice – it's not wave-like water, but it reminds me of wavy water. That, like, ripple material, the ripple effect, if you will, you know, across the upper and on the toe box, that ballistic-looking – ankle area the diamond like material that's super clean then you have this really pretty purple gold and kind of you know purple gold and yellow um, sock liner that i can't tell what it says there's no inside photos but there's something going on in there um, a nice icy outsole it just has all the elements i want in a kobe 5 or in any kind of kobe shoe and I just really hope we're able to get them. Yeah. It can be limited. That's cool. But if these release, I think that it's it's gonna it's gonna lay the foundation that we'll have more on the go forward. Yeah, man. And I don't know what it is about them. Like I love that the coloring, like I had that similar playoff pack color, like with the OGs. But that yellow lining around everything, that detail all makes it look like a reminds me of like a superhero suit and i don't know what it is about it but it's just something that makes it just pop even more 
And it, dude, every time I see him, I'm like, please release. Just even if you just give us this last one, just give, give me something. But I mean, you're right. It does have a lot of feels of original Kobe fives, but it's different. And that's exactly Jordan brands tried. Well, has not, they have done for 20 years now having something new. That's very, very familiar, but I have the Kobe five Lakers home, which is the exact same thing, but with white and silver. Yeah. Those I, unfortunately, I remember buying them from the Nike outlet and 11 and a half to make myself because I wanted them. So I made myself squeeze my feet in them. And as I got older, I was like, bro, who are you fooling? Like, it's, let them go. They don't fit. So <laughs> I gave them to Goodwill because they, they were pretty fucked up. <laughs> and uh, now I wish I even still had them just to have them. But yeah. these kind of, I mean, we saw it a little bit with the Kobe 4 with that all black one with the yellow, um, the yellow uh, border on the swoosh and the yellow outsole. Um, where it's 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 new but it's old, and I think that's going to be a formula for Kobe, because he's Mr. Laker. Like he's synonymous with that brand. You see purple and gold, you're probably thinking Kobe or Magic, like instantly. So those, I like to think, will kind of go down like the Bulls colorway has, like the Bulls with MJ's shoes. Every sneaker, every iteration, it can be a new retro, it can be old. Like there's always going to be a Bulls vibe or a Bulls inspiration to at least 20 different retros a year. And the Lakers brand and, you know, I don't want to say likabilities is a lot of Laker haters, but everybody knows what the purple and gold means. And I think those two will forever and should forever continue to be heavily in retros from like for forever for a long oh. time. Like you've probably noticed this too, the past probably, you know, five models, six models, there hasn't been a lot of Laker home colorways or even. No, it's just been really weird. They're pushing all these different storytelling and packs and, you know, Chinese new year and like silk road. And it's all these colorways I can think of and they're memorable in their own rights but they're not Laker vibes. And I think yep. now that he's passed, those Laker vibes are going to do a heavy number to people's hearts in the nostalgia department. Yes, sir. Like they need every, I don't care if everyone releases purple, a variation of purple and gold and white and black. I, I don't care. Like let's just mix it up. We can really, like you said, we can release Jordans in 20 different black and red colorways. We can do the same thing with the Kobe's and it, it makes sense. So I'm here for it in any way they want to try it, but you have to pay homage to the fact he was with the Lakers for his entire career. And he, again, he said, Mr. Laker. Purple and Nike's arsenal shows up all the time. All the classic Air Maxes have a purple. Um, I mean, grape Jordan fives are all that come to mind and like reverse grapes for Jordans. Oh, I guess Jordan ones. There's, there's a couple purple ones, but just like yeah. with Nike, purple is one of their mainstay colors. I think of Volt, I think of Nike orange, Bulls colorways, and then like ultramarine and ultraviolet mm -hmm. and yeah. court purple. Infrared. Yeah. That's like the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Those are like, if there was a palette of, you know, maybe like seven to 10 colors, that's it. That's the colors that are synonymous with Nike. And... Um, 
yeah, it's like say court purple, court yellow, court gold, whatever you want to call it. Like, they got the they got the dye in there. Is the inks there? It's not gonna hurt anybody. What's what's crazy is I'm trying to think of what Adidas is, what Adidas color is. And I think oh. it's white. <laughs> well, I think white and black are probably white and black, and I have to only reason I say aqua because the ZX eight thousand is like the like one of their staples. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I'm sitting there. Uh, Dan Smith, white. Superstar, white. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously Ultra Boost, white and black. But it's just, um, they're just so... Dang, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Adidas is all like white. And, and I think it really adds to why you see so many casual people. Like Adidas will always thrive. Because people are always just going to want white shoes with it's a little easy shoe, yeah. And uh, that kind of brings us to, I guess, I would say our main topic. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we were thinking before we started recording. There's a couple different shoes you see all the time in various situations, like this. Your your token shoes, and I think this is going to be pretty specific to where we live mike being in houston and myself in portland because you know you see what you see with your own eyes so Mm -hmm. um might be a little different him being in such a big populous you know urban environment in portland kind of being the home of shoes and just everybody wears sneakers like sneakers are everywhere so keep that in mind as, as we go about this and as you hear Maybe you'll think about leaving us a comment with what kind of shoes you see in your local area, or maybe you'll shoot us a DM. But um, we'd like to see you guys get involved after this episode and kind of what trends you notice in your local areas too. Yeah, let us know because I think I'm sitting here still listing out stuff. I'm like, man, I see some weird stuff out here. Right? Um, I guess guess we'll start with the weird. I think the weirdest (laughs) thing I see – and it's, and it's good for the community. That's one of the things I love about Portland is that you see underprivileged and homeless people with fresh Jordans regularly. And they don't have to be like cool retro Jordans. They could be like a Six Rings or a Chris Paul. I see retro Jordans on homeless people at least twice a day. And it's so cool because the people donating them are probably working at – well. Most of them work at Nike and to them, it's nothing, but they can't profit off owning the shoe. They can't resell it. So donate Yeah. coffee up the street. They do a donation every year and I'm not that cool. I bring over running shoes, but I always look at what's in the pile and I'm always like, Oh shit. Someone's like giving those away. And some homeless guy an hour later is just going to walk in they're going to be his size and that's going to be the prerequisite, you know, prereq, and he's going to take them. Um, no way I wish someone would tell that homeless person, go resell it. Like, it sounds terrible, but tell someone to that homeless person, go resell it, get him a pair of like $20 shoes and have some money in his pocket. Like, that was just something random that I was thinking when we were talking about that earlier. It's, it was wild because two mornings ago, this guy had a pretty brand new pair of Hyperdunks on, but I could obviously tell he was less fortunate. And he asked me if I had any money, and it's 2020, I only have my cards. So I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't have any. And he's like, well, can you buy me a pack of smokes? And I was like, man, I didn't say this, nor would I ever say it. But it was like, you can just sell those shoes and go buy your own smokes. 
kind of fucked up and I'm, I'm a bad person. But it's crazy because like, I, I guess I didn't really think about it until just now. Cause I, when you said that I've seen, I don't see this often here, but I've seen a couple people, a couple homeless people. I saw one guy uh, wearing a pair of infrared sixes, uh, homeless clue. They were beat, but saw him wearing a pair of infrared sixes. Um, then I saw one guy um, wearing a pair. They could have been OGs, honestly, but he had some. They looked like they were clearly two sizes too big. But he needed. I mean, he needed something. Yeah. Um, they were eggplant foams. That's what's up. Yeah, it was just like it's crazy because there's always a joke that sneakerheads make shoe contact before eye contact, and that's what happened. I was in my car and I just like looked down as the guy's walking. I'm like, huh. And it was like, I wonder, like, it's just wonder where he found him or, you know, who was nice enough to, you know, give him up if they weren't wearing it anymore kind of deal. Frank Cook, who has been a man of many brands, he donates crazy stuff. And at the end of the day, shoes are a utility. Shoes mm. are fun to us. They're a commodity to us. But someone just needs a pair of shoes. Someone needs socks out there. So I feel bad for the joke I made, but in, in all seriousness, like if you have stuff you can donate, donate it because somebody out there has something so busted, their toes are popping out of it. Like they'll be yeah. happy with the cruddiest pair of running shoes you have in your closet. Just it does something for somebody. Um, yep. Now what's, what, what are some of the weird things I like guess outside of phone pauses on that guy, like what, what, what kind of weird things you had on your radar? Man, just one shoe that always trips me out because it's like Jordan brand ripped off their own shoe, but I see it everywhere on people because again, it's one of those things is utility, but at the same time as someone who wants to be cool, they can find a shoe for, you know, between probably 80 and 40 bucks. And it's a Jordan true flight. And it looks freakishly like the Jordan seven with some little tweaks to it. But just one of the shoes I see all the time. You're so right. The second you said that, I'm like, what shoe is he talking about again? Oh, yeah, the seven lookalike. Mm -hmm. uh, that's so funny because it is. And we've covered this in other episodes. Like somebody's going to walk in and just want a damn pair of Jordans. And they have a slight, you know, recollection of what a Jordan looked like when they were in high school or when they were younger. And it gives off that seven vibe. So it yep. rolls in. And that's cool though. Like there's something for everybody. But that's a great observation as I noticed that too. What you got? What's one of the ones that you see in the streets on the daily? Yeah, so the, the biggest one, I guess. Uh, so I didn't know this was a I didn't know this wasn't a target brand until I did some research. <laughs> but um <laughs> On footwear, O N, on footwear. The it looks yeah, like you're talking about. yeah, little O's as like the outsole, midsole. I see those because Portland's a huge cycling town. People ride their bikes. There's bike lanes everywhere, and I see those on shoes everywhere. And I'm like, man, those are the ugliest damn things I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't like them. Um, <laughs> my mind might be changing in a little bit because 
Shout out to On. <laughs> they heard me uh, hating on the brand a little bit, um, giving my thoughts about the brand. And they're actually sending me out a box of shoes. So we'll see if I like them a little bit better. But before I moved to Portland, I had never seen those. I didn't know they were. I literally thought they were like the champion brand sneakers from Target. They look the brand like the little circles and it looks like that same little logo from like a distance. It does. I thought, oh, like or champions getting really aggressive. Like yeah. Season. Well, I'm going to try your same tactic though. I'm going to I'm going to call. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try a Jordan brand. Hey, I sure do hate those UNC threes. You should change my mind by sending me a pair. All right. <laughs> I'm a big NC State fan, and I just I can't get behind those. I, I need you to help. I need you to help. <laughs> Guide me here, Jordan Brand. Help me. Yeah, um, and the funny thing about on um, they're dropping their first lifestyle shoe that doesn't look mm-hmm. like the Champion logo um, in the next couple weeks. So maybe they could be onto something, and they could start competing. Who knows? But um, that's just one brand. I had never seen before, and now I see easily five times a day when somebody pedals by me. It's like, oh, on shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any other brands out in Houston other than, like, let's just say Reebok, Adidas? Yeah. Know, out of like the main shoes? Yeah, yeah, I actually see a good amount of, uh, was it Hoka? Hoka, yeah, the, the yeah. big-ass um, midsoles, like huge yeah, I see a lot of them because uh, I mean, there's certain areas where, um, like, there's there's a really nice part of town, uh, actually, where my, my wife's office is. So every time I go down there, like, to visit her or whatnot, I see a lot of like the I don't want to call them, not necessarily older, but they're definitely like adult crowd, and they're all if they're like jogging, walking on the streets. There's they have hokas on. There's a running store near her office, and they have a big. Uh, big poster in the window with vinyl advertising uh, Hoka's along with like Under Armour, but the Hoka is definitely a bigger, uh, bigger press on their marketing for that, for that particular store. Um, but they're actually a decently cool looking shoe. I saw them so much and then heard about them, of course, with the whole, they're part of that um, anti, you know, shoe doping basically where they're saying that the shoes, the technology is helping marathon runners. So they're part of that whole deal uh, with their technology as well. And, there's actually a pair I saw not too long ago, I think it's newly releasing. And I'm seriously kind of thinking about it. They're actually really cool. I'll have to send it to you later, Robbie. But it's a, it's a decent looking shoe, decent looking runner. And it's a pretty aggressive looking too. But it looks like you, you can wear it every day. So it's one of the ones that's different, but it's one of the ones that's kind of changed my mind. But oh, wait, no, got to do it your way. But Hoka, I don't like them. Send me some. Right. <laughs> Let him know what's up. <laughs> but I really do like them though. <laughs> we'll we'll just edit that part out. <laughs> we'll we'll read W with somebody mm. else. I don't like these. <laughs> um, that's so great you brought that up because that is a shoe. I forget it's even a brand until I see it. And the shape, obviously there's different models, but just the overall shape is so recognizable that I instantly think oh it's those big puffy shoes like, yeah like missy elliott in 96 puff <laughs> <laughs> but those in like there's a couple mizunos that have that same kind of and they're 
designed for running and obviously running shoes, but just like overly super padded, comfortable shoes. Like Nike Air is great, but I have a feeling if you were to put the two on, it would literally feel like walking on air versus being told there's encapsulated air in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some like you can they're look at these a, a, soles; they're chunky, but man, they look uh, super soft. <laughs> if I had to go back and work retail, and I had to stand in a Footlocker all day, I would I would definitely entertain wearing a pair of those oh, for my work shoes all day, all day. I, and I I see they're getting more shelf space in places, so hopefully they become a thing. I mean, I'm open to trying new brands. I mean, I know it's hard to tear me away from my what I know and. I always say I like to try different stuff. Even if you look at my collection, it's mostly Nikes, but I still dabble in other things. It's just, uh, it has to be the right thing before I, I, I take the leap and, you know, give out the, the money for it. Correct. It has to pass the eye test, right? right. Mm-hmm. You have to visually say, oh, I like that. Like, I could, I could see myself trying that. Yeah. And I exactly. Think That's the right statement. Yeah. Those brands, the Hoka's, the On's, the Mizuno, Mizuno has been around a long time, but they are, and even Keen too, they're, they're starting to hit um, a design ethos that is opening up their product to new consumers. And that's really, yep. cool. mm-hmm. um, the gym, so like you, you brought up the running store um, that, that automatically brought my brain to the gym and one shoe that I think has like a vice grip over the gym training sector is the Nike Metcon. I think there's now six of them or seven different versions of them. You're a good amount. There was a flatnet version that was super dope. That shoe, man, I see it at the gym. I, I, I want to say 40% of people are wearing that shoe in some version. And for that to be from one brand and one model is crazy. I mean, you brought up the Flynet version. There's been so many different versions of that shoe. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying on, I think, the one through four. I think I tried on every one up until the four. And it's my flat pancake feet are not. <laughs> like I, just, I don't like wearing them, so I don't. But I know that my feet are abnormal compared to a lot of other people. And those other people, man, eat that damn shoe up. Oh, yeah, dude. Because it was it's the CrossFit shoe. You know, CrossFit's a huge, like, still a huge craze. And I remember at one point the CrossFit Games actually banned the Met- Metcon. Uh, they, I, you know, it was one of those things they were saying. I think it had an unfair advantage. Something. I don't know what it was. Man. Um, but, but they made a banned colorway to go with it, and they did the same campaign. It was brilliant, dude. That's all smoke and mirrors because CrossFit was owned, maybe it's still owned by Reebok or sponsored by Reebok. 100% is. 100%. They didn't want people wearing anything else other than Reebok there. Hey, man. I mean, Reebok is cornered, like they cornered niche sports that grew out of control. CrossFit and UFC. They have, like, they, they took that market when no one was really paying attention. And as it grew and grew, they just put a vice grip on it and said, you know, no one else is getting it. And you got to appreciate it. They kind of, they, they picked their spots and uh, came out on top with these, I say these smaller niche sports. That's so true. Um, I automatically think Reebok when I think UFC and when I think mm-hmm. of CrossFit, 
I think of JJ Watt too, this training. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure the fellows at Wear Testers can attest to this. Reebok does a lot of great stuff, like yeah. a lot of good stuff. Um, when it comes to those, I mean, specific workout segments of footwear. And they just, I mean, I see them in magazines, even print stuff. Like, there's always going to be people who don't give a shit about Nike, don't like Adidas, and will just gravitate towards Reebok. And they've really positioned themselves to be like, I want to say, like the authority when it comes to the, those type of training. Yeah. Activities, training activities. Yeah, they take chances. I mean, they do different things. Like, with all the flack that they got from the original ZigTech, the fact that they brought it back, set in a room and retooled it to look something freaking dope, like, that's night and day. You look at the old ZigTech, look like played on the bottom of a shoe. Look at the new Kineticas. Like, you had the prototype ones that came out, which are super dope, like almost high fashion looking, off-white style. Then you have the Conor McGregor's, the BBC's, and you have this Japanese brand that's doing a collaboration as well. And they're making them kind of limited, certain ones. Uh, they have their GRs, but you have BBC's only released at, you know, BBC Ice Cream, Reebok, and then Champs. And uh-huh. they're, that's it. But they're, man, they, they've really, I don't know who someone else took a charge or I don't know what it is. They really just kind of got it together where they're not trying to fight the necessarily, well, the big battle, they're fighting like, or sorry, they're not fighting a war, but they're fighting and winning these little battles to keep themselves like relevant. They were really pushing that Conor McGregor stuff because I see ads on my YouTube all the time for Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, you know, I don't buy Reebok. You know, I like shoes algorithm, but you don't know <laughs> that well. Um, your comments on the original ZigTechs, spot on. I will never forget in rural Minnesota, my roommate sophomore year walked in with a pair. Of, he had two shoes. He got like a deal where he got two pairs. One of them was the ZigTech John Wall, and the other one was just the ZigTech Trainer. And, and I might have been drunk, but I threw up when I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> Your mistakes were made. That's what <laughs> Man, those, you couldn't, I would rather walk barefoot through hot glass and wear those kid shoes. Well, they look like kid shoes. If you really sit and look at the, like I was I was watching something where they're comparing it to the old, like to say the new to the old. And when they showed the old one, I actually remember my little brothers having them and they were like in elementary school. I was like, oh, that makes sense. But I remember in high school and college seeing grown men where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Did you say Nickelodeon earlier? No, 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 I don't think I do. The kids analogy is very, is very good because I think Nickelodeon slime on the bottom of a shoe. Dude, that's also a good way to put it, yeah. Slimy, Mark Summers. Um, but uh, do you see anything at the gym regularly? I mean, or like workout shoe-wise or – it's really a mixture. I see some, you know, workout shoes. I see a typical workout shoe. I see, you know, the, the, the Nikes, the, the Metcons. Uh, I see a lot of Ultra Boost, which is weird because when I work out my Ultra Boost, I feel like I'm going to roll off the top of the boost. So it's really not a good workout shoe. 
Um, uh, I see a lot of uh, those Adidas weightlifting shoes that don't get any advertisement, but if you go to their website, they have those yeah. really wide plastic bases. Um, but then I see people in there who I think are just working out for um, like social media with like someone wearing like retro Jordans. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not the shoe to work out in, or uh, you know, a girl wearing like superstars or air force ones so you got the guys wearing retro jordans you got girls wearing air force ones that are superstars and like yeah you either a you don't know to work out or b you're here for completely the wrong reason <laughs> if i'm on vacation i'll work out in retro jordans <laughs> so, <laughs> i only brought two pairs like but the ultra boost i think the same thing whenever i, I do anything other than running in a straight line i feel like i'm gonna trip over my own feet yeah i was like these aren't meant for side to side motions but that's my fault no one ever told me to do it i just assumed it would be okay but that's why those adidas weightlifting shoes i mean they're weightlifting shoes they're made to stand there and lift heavy things but Mm -hmm. like those are everywhere like that's a really good point that they never market them unless you go looking for them but uh from what you just said and the metcon Nike in the training department, I don't think, hey, I'm going to go buy a not Metcon from Nike just to work out in. Like their training shoes legitimately look, I mean, they look good enough to like, okay, I'm going to wear this to the gym and then hit some errands after. Yeah. Like. I can look cool in the streets while still getting my workout in. I think free trainers. I think finger trap trainers. I think, um, other trainers. I don't know. Um, but it's just like those Nikes are more of like an all day thing. And I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Like Metcons like, yo, I got hella big muscles. I wear these Metcons. <laughs> <laughs> Get at me, bro. This is <laughs> what I do. Um, the, the Air Force One still i think is the ultimate ruler of portland when it comes to casual footwear <laughs> because moms dads babies i bought my friend who had a baby a pair of air force ones like beat up black white sparkling clean like there's every version of air force one in these streets or what the what? kids refer to it as cooked <laughs> Cooked out Air Force Ones, but the, the, the about the Air Force One is it's just so timeless that it can be like a, an old pair of linens. It can be a new Colin Kaepernick. It can be it can be anything. Like you can't unless you know Air Force Ones. Like no one casually is just going to know that your Rockefeller Air Force Ones are any different than their cooked white Air Force Ones. Yeah, that's just like maybe the coolest part about Air Forces is that they can be thirty thousand dollars or they can be three dollars. I like the same. <laughs> super easy, and it's like it's the shoe for everybody. It's great that it's having a research. It's continuing to enjoy its resurgence. Yeah, so like that truly is the shoe of the people in Portland. Dude, I have such a love hate relationship with the Air Force One. I actually, I love the way it looks. I actually used to have tons of Air Force Ones. But when they get beat, I just hate that they flip up. The toes start going up. They start looking like a banana. I'm like, what's going on? 
And I do, I refuse to put the little uh, plastic pieces in there because they don't feel nice on your feet to stop them from like bending. Honest reviews. Force field. You guys are great people. We love working with you. I can't wear them in my shoes either. Like I bought a pair of force fields to put, I don't know what shoes I got them to put in, but I returned them. I, I put them in the shoe. I took five steps and I was like, Nope. Like, and again, it's probably my really shitty feet. It's not the brand, but like, you're so right. Air Force Ones, once it starts getting erect <laughs> in the front, <laughs> it's time to let them go. Like the, like I said earlier, the John Elliott all whites are the first pair of white Air Forces I've ever owned because I'm in that same boat as you. The second I see it get a crease or a scratch or something happened to where you can't clean it. You just got to throw that whole baby away. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And like, I have a pair of, I have a pair of white air force ones that I, it's like, like just a special pair I have for, uh, for me and my son. And I'm like, I wore it because I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna wear these. I'm gonna wear these. And they started creasing. I'm like, Oh, I put them on ice, put them on ice, put them away, put them away. Five years uh, later. Oh, they're still they're still the same way they were five years ago. No, they won't change. I mean, I have to put an asterisk up because I ha- I have three pairs of the Flyknit Air Force ones, just because those are the lightest, most comfortable walking around shoes. They don't crease. <laughs> so freaking nice, and that's just why other people wear Air Forces so much because. They can be so nice because they're just simple one color and they're comfortable, or they can be so nice because it's crazy flying it and it's comfortable. I mean, it's it works. Kobe Bryant put up fucking like 70 points in Rucker wearing a pair of Air Force One mids. Like, I mean, that just adds on to his legacy because I can't even jump in Air Force One they're too heavy. <laughs> but I will, and if you haven't seen this footage, do yourself the favor and go YouTube Kobe at Rucker Park. But Kobe pulls up, gets changed out, and keeps the forces on. And it's just well, like what's what's the? Do you have an equivalent to the Air Force One in Houston? Like, do you see one shoe on? This oh, side? this is this is the one Air Force Ones, just like in uh, Portland. Uh, I mean, white on whites. I mean, you see those troublemakers wearing all black ones, uh, which. <laughs> um, I see. You know what is weird because so you have two different people, Air Force One people. That is, you have the you know younger crowd who are like, oh cool, Air Force Ones are hot. There's all white on white joints. Cool, they get the white on white lows. But then you got the old head, and I mean it's in the most respectful way. But they appreciate all colors and cuts of Air Force Ones. I see guys who've been in the game longer than I've been alive uh, wearing. Miami style jorts with uh, Air Force One lows to match whatever attire they're wearing. I see those same guys with those same jorts on wearing Air Force One mids. Um, again, matching the outfit with the matching hat is it's just pick your poison of Air Force Ones out here. The young kids specifically, when you cook the Air Force One correctly, and it's not quite rare and it's not well done. It's a nice medium rare cooking. <laughs> they look good. Like if it's the right amount of busted, it's the same reason why like high-end designers like sell shoes with like glue all over them or duct tape. You know what I'm talking about? Like the really crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I call that trash. But yes, I know what you're talking about. There's one pair. I want to say it's Balenciaga. I might be wrong. Maybe it's um, uh, CDG. But like, fucking, it looks like um, sexual reproduct reproductive. Uh, it's Ralph Simmons, I think. Yeah. It's I saw like, that. Like, so why? Who glazed for this shoe? Only person wearing that. You know what? And this is more of a compliment. Only person wearing this is Trinidad James. He can literally wear anything and is like, I, I got you. I was going to say Aesop Rocky. I think he could wear them too. Okay. I give you that too. I give you that too. You have to have, and two chains, you have to have an ungodly level of confidence and swag. Uber swag. Like, I don't think I could ever accomplish that level of swag because I'm just too self-conscious to wear something that goofy. <laughs> All three of those gentlemen are aggressive with the fashion and that's, and that's their brand. So something like that could work, but to us simpletons, that's a, that's a, that's a 0% chance of getting <laughs> negative zero. I think, I mean, someone's going to think I need new shoes. If I start wearing those around like, Hey, everything. Okay. Um, do you need help? Like that's what's going to happen if I wear that. Um, all right. Okay. So the last kind of question that we'll wrap up the episode here. What's one pair of shoes you don't want to see in the streets anymore? You just, you want them to be excommunicado. The shoe I want to kick rocks, I think is the Adidas Swift run. And I don't, I don't know. It just irks me so much because Again, I know shoes are utility to the people, and this is not knocking those people, but it looks just like a like a generic version of the NMD. I'm like, just the NMD probably costs less than a Swift Run now. Just go buy a pair of NMDs. They're way nicer. The Swift Run looks like absolute garbage because it has this like mesh-ish upper with this weird, very solid. Uh, outsole that has slits in it that gives you illusion that they're supposed to like move with you but they don't and they're always like at academies you know dick sporting goods i know uh crap like shoe carnival dsw but if you literally just take a step into the mall you go to any store there's an nmd for 40 bucks 50 bucks just just go buy it you'll be happier with yourself at the end of this I had to go and Google it, and you are so right. Like that is <laughs> that is the NMD's ugly brother that gets no game, and he has to show up. Like, oh yeah, but my brother, you got any friends? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great way to put that. He's the one that wears like the puffy shirt to prom, and while you have a nice slick black suit on. Yeah, he's just killing the vibe. I the vibe killing. Um, so mine's kind of a cheat answer, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves on earth. I would say including shoes and not shoes. When people walk in and I see grown ass men do this and little boys, it's it's mostly boys. Sometimes it's little girls too, but people wearing soccer cleats or any kind of (laughs) outside the field. I don't care if you're going to Papa John's after the soccer game and little Billy is in a walk in the store with you. You hear a clink, clink, clink. 
clink, 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 clink. And normally it's a little kid, so it's clink, 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 clink. They're running around. And it's like, bro, you bought that child those shoes. You're you're killing the the teeth on the cleats. Like you are you're messing up your own investment. Like it's the worst sound on earth. It is oh, and like um biking shoes too, like the the, the clip-in bike yeah, shoes. Yeah, talking about yeah. <laughs> all the time too is people walk into the office and they just got off their bike and you're clink 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 but they went but as i make the same walk you have to go around the building from the bike rack they walked like two minutes making that damn sound mm-hmm. <laughs> hey bro i can hear everything you're doing stop go buy a pair of go buy a pair of seven dollar adidas slides they're always on sale like go something i don't understand it because I've walked on a concrete with my soccer cleats and immediately just felt like, ugh, this, is, this isn't right. Like, I don't know how people do it. it oh, it's, it, it grinds my gears so bad. <laughs> I almost want to go up like, here's my parenting coaching moment for you, sir. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, you're getting a pair of shoes that are the cleats. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You know what? I didn't even think to go that route, but... Um, I have my honorable mention of things I would like people to stop wearing. Um, I, I, you know what? If this offends you, just oh well. Stop getting fully dressed up and thinking putting slides on with socks is the way to complete the outfit. That is such a thing where people use fake Gucci slides, even with real ones. Do you know what they're meant for? The house and the pool. Stop it. And people with furry ones, stop it twice. <laughs> Man, I didn't think of that one either. And you are unabashedly true. Like that is, that's, it's, it's funny because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You got jeans on, you got your, you got your nice hoodie on. I mean, or maybe it's, it's a shirt, but you got freaking sack, um, socks and slides on. It's like, if you're going, if you're going to go hoop or you're going to the field to put your cleats on, cool. Yeah, but not to the mall, to the movies, to the anywhere besides those aforementioned places. (laughs) There's a donut shop across the street, like literally across the street from my house. And I'll walk over there with socks and slides on. But that's just because I'm going right back to my cave to pound like. It's like in and out. It's it's meant if you're a quick, a quick in and out trip. It's not, hey, I'm going stunting these slides. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry that you paid $200 for them. That sounds like a personal problem. Leave them at home. I'm out of the house for six minutes. I think I can make that work. But what do you think about the Adidas slide then? Like the Yeezy slide? That looks like it's meant for some kind of hospital. (laughs) They look like, dude, straight Um, up. looks like an asylum slide. I'm like, bro, crazy people wear those with like straight jackets. Did you escape or something? Like what's going on? We need to talk about it. Same with the little uh, foam runner. Those belong in places like those are like jail shoes. They both actually look like jail shoes. Yes, that's. Uh, I think we're going to end the episode on hate for the first time in long history. But it's fun. Mate. I'm really not going to go tell your kid to go take his cleats off, and Mike's not going to go hunt you down for wearing slides. But maybe. <laughs> Maybe entertain our advice. Just a little bit. Uh, But man, with that said, please, if you're still listening, 
Jump onto the Patreon page. You can get to it from the Sneaker History website. Um, leave us a review. Tell your mother to listen to us so she can understand what you talk about at the dinner table. Whatever you got to do. Um, but to spread the word, we really appreciate it. Make sure you're following at Sneaker History on all major platforms. I'm Robbie, and you can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Mr. Mike G, where can they find you? Yeah, man. You can find me on Sneaker History, of course. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory. And guys, come and try something new. I don't think we've ever done this before. This weekend, whatever you guys pick up or you have any, you know, pick up win stories or lost stories, tweet the Sneaker History account. Let us know your stories. We want to get to know our audience a bit more and hear some funny stories from you guys or some, you know, successful stories. So hit us up and we can, you know, share share the best ones we get. We're all going to complain about it anyway, so might as well complain about it to us. Yeah, let's, let's make it fun. All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening and everybody have a good day. See ya. Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.